0: Is just how much uh, confidence i had in, in it and started to grow it, is that i i you know i quit my job and i ended up
1: welcome back to young smart money my name apple crater and i am your host today we're talking with somebody by the name of john Troutman, and John has had a wild ride of a life thus far, okay? He has gone from a place where he held down a seven-figure banking job with no college degree. He was the vice president of a fairly large bank. He went from there. He ended up homeless for six months, and now he is in a place where his real estate empire allows him to drive around in a quite nice-looking Porsche, and that is where he's going to be joining us from in this interview today. John is somebody that knows a lot, a lot about real estate. He's going to be dropping a ton of of value bombs, really just for the mindset of entrepreneurs. And then specifically, we're going to dive a little bit into real estate deeper. So if real estate is something you're interested in, there's going to be a ton of value bombs on that. Otherwise, a lot of this information is going to be applied. And if you're not into real estate, don't be worried because a lot of the stuff we talk about is going to be mindset and really going to be applicable to any aspect of entrepreneurship that you do decide to pursue. Guys, I really do appreciate your time. Thank you very much and enjoy the show. John Troutman, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. It is, it is a wonderful day to have a wonderful day. And John is joining us from his car. So we're going to have some exciting times there. Um, but today we're going to be talking Don't worry. About-
0: I'm, not living, I'm not living out of my car. So don't worry
1: about it. All, right, all right. <laughs>
0: To the next destination
1: john's yeah john's doing a little bit better than living out of his car so today we're going to be talking about is real estate because that's what john is um really all about that's what he's up to right now so we're going to get all into that but first off john i want to tell you i'm going to say one word and i want to hear if you have a positive or negative connotation with this one word you ready for me i'm ready all right the word is entrepreneur first first thing that comes to mind positive negative
0: oh positive for sure
1: yeah. what why
0: freedom is what comes after thinking about that yeah you you entrepreneur like you get to do your own deal that's the best it's super gratifying uh to be an entrepreneur and be able to create your own destiny not have someone else tell you what to do um you know when you have to be somewhere you probably end up working a lot more when you're an entrepreneur but it's so much more rewarding as well so uh, i wasn't i think in your in my mind i was always an entrepreneur but i i, I worked for corporate america i was a uh, vice president of a large bank
1: hmm. wow. uh,
0: at one point in my life. But anyways, once you start doing your own deal, it's contagious. So watch out if that's, uh, <laughs> if that's what you want to do. You're, you'll get addicted to it for sure.
1: So can you talk a little bit about how you first got into entrepreneurship? You said you've sort of been an entrepreneur your whole life, but what was your early upbringing and childhood like? Was Was school a big thing for you? Did you kind of blow it off? Did you have side projects going on? Can you walk us through a little bit of what that looked like?
0: Yeah, so I, I was a horrible uh, student um, as far as like academics go. I I hated school. Um, you know, I'm just being honest. A lot of you guys listening, like, and I'll tell my kids too. Like, I, I think you should go to school. I think you should get a good education. For people, I lots of other stuff as a kid. So, school was hard for me, and uh, I just. Uh, I learned just to kind of get by and, you know, I cheated a lot, stuff like that. <laughs> but what I excelled at was, uh, was sports. So I was like, I loved, I found, like, so this is kind of important. Um, I, someone that's listening out there may, hopefully this resonates with you because, uh, you know, I, I think in high school they still have like your counselor that tells you what you should do. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Maybe what fields you should go into. Or... So I never really met with my counselor. I basically, he told me I should be a mechanic or work with my hands or something like that. So I was like, okay. like a plumber? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so that that kind of threw me off a little bit. Like, I, I mean, talk about, I, I don't think uh, adults realize the impact they have on younger people's minds, even, even though you may be headstrong, you still don't know you know, you just don't know what you're doing yet. Um, and you haven't experienced life for yourself yet. Yeah. So when people say things that could be more impactful than it should. Mm. And, uh, the reality is, uh, what I drew from. So I, I think that people have to draw from something and sorry, I'm not looking at the camera. I'm looking at the, no camera, worries. But you, you have to draw from something. So because I sucked at academics, uh, I, I, I focused in on, I was a good wrestler. So I Hmm. focused in on that as something to pull from, like when I had self-doubt. So, you know, as a, you know, everybody kind of has their, I don't want to take up the entire time telling you guys about the story, (laughs) but I will, I will give you some uh, highlights. I, I ended up uh, moving to San Diego from Seattle, Washington to san diego and at some point i found something i was passionate about Mm -hmm. and i decided i was gonna make it work and uh uh, no matter what whatever it took i was gonna make it work at all costs i was like it was the like you know when you're so determined you're like i don't care what anybody says i believe in this and i believe in myself so i'm gonna make it work Mm -hmm. so that's what i i did and uh this may sound like horrific but this is uh is just how much uh, confidence I had in in it and started to grow. Is that I, I, you know, I quit my job and I ended up, because anyways, I ended up um, getting evicted from my house and then I was living in my car and I got, uh, that got repoed. So I was living in a vacant building uh, for for a short period of time.
1: Um, Wow. And so once once you hit rock bottom, you, you know,
0: really uh and I hadn't no self-pity there was no like self-doubt still it was all good and I'd laugh about it because at the same time I was taking in really good information uh on sales on marketing on self-improvement and so I submerged myself in that like hardcore and I pulled anyways when I kind of came through and out of that I ended up back in Seattle and long story short I'll skip a lot of the details but I'm just giving you kind of like what what has kind of shaped me for whatever that's worth Mm -hmm. because through like pressure I've done better or through um, you know challenges if you will and I always tell people think about it like coal under pressure creates diamonds right yeah you're never gonna you're never gonna become your best living mediocre or not challenging yourself that's just that's everybody so so I was twenty three i got uh, I was selling cars actually I put myself through a finance school i learned i I always liked numbers mm. so I went through uh, and did a finance school got a certificate to do finance in the car business and then um that twenty three I was the youngest person doing finance at the largest dealership in in Seattle wow so I bought my first house. I have a family of five, five, including myself. I have to include myself in it. But, And uh, I was the sole, sole breadwinner, right? So wow. my mortgage payment was, get this, my mortgage payment was twenty four fifty four. dollars I, I remember it's like embedded oh. indefinitely in my head. And at that time, it was all the money in the world. And uh, I submerged myself in that because at the end of the day, I... I was able to live out of a car or a vacant building, but my family couldn't. So I, I was determined to do everything it took. And I did uh, at the bottom, you know, I didn't touch on it, but when I was at the bottom and homeless, within six months, I had a slant nosed Porsche. Uh, and not that I would recommend anybody buying a freaking car. In fact, I'm the opposite if you look at my stuff it's all about real estate, which we could talk about in a second. But uh, anyways, through that process, um, I I did end up succeeding in pulling my stuff together, right? So I'm just trying to share, like, I had that success, then I went into the car business, I had success there, I made a a real, you know, I made a good income. And again, what happened was, by the time I was 2930. I started hating the business and I started having self doubt that I could make that type of money because I didn't have a college education. Mm. And, uh, but I was flipping real estate at the same time. I was doing pretty good at that. So that was giving me some extra confidence as well. I started doing investment properties at 24. Wow. So, So I heard about this. Um, I heard about this opportunity to work with a bank and become an account executive. So I applied and ended up quitting the car business. And everybody told me I was stupid and that I, would, I wouldn't I would make as much money. And to be honest with you, I didn't care about the money. I just wanted to be happy about what I did. I, I absolutely hated it. And so I decided, I don't care. I'm quitting. And I gave them three months notice. And uh, what ended up happening is I made way more money than I ever made. I made way more money. And I loved it. Um, it ended up being a seven-figure job with the bank, and uh, it was uh, it was a good feeling because I ended up being able to go back and get all my car friends that had self-doubt, and we got them uh, jobs, and they started working with me as well. So it, it ended up being a great opportunity for myself and others. So um, anyways, I invested in real estate the entire time, and then 2008 hit, obviously, some people watching this may, may, it may resonate. Some of you guys may, it may not, but basically it was the, you know, 2008 was a huge financial correction.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, by 2009, I decided to go back into, you know, Washington Mutuals, the bank I was a vice president of and it, it imploded. Uh, Chase now owns, owns what's left of Washington Mutual took wow. over. But, uh, anyways, the long and short of it is I ended up uh, at that point, I had another mortgage payment. Right, my mortgage payment was seventy-seven hundred bucks a month, and I decided, like, oh, what's God. you know, what's my credit worth? Because I can't afford this seventy-seven hundred bucks a month. Um, so I decided to take whatever money I could monthly and invest it in a in a house in Detroit because I could pick up a house in Detroit for about forty-five hundred bucks wow (laughs) so i started buying that and i figured it was going to take them three years to evict me i just knowing the banking um you know how banking works and foreclosures Mm -hmm. and the process and you know how i could out. well sure enough i was able to assemble way more than the 36 properties that you could in that time frame and uh um it ended up working out really well. In fact, I didn't make a payment for three years on that house, but I still sold it and made money at the end of three years.
1: Oh my God.
0: But uh, through that, I, I ended up uh, getting into commercial and I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to get into all the details of it cause it's going to take a long time, but I will yeah. say I stumbled <laughs> on a commercial deal through that commercial deal. It opened up other opportunities for me and avenues. And I started, I started seeing like where this, money in real estate that I wasn't necessarily used to in a totally different light. Now, obviously real estate and having rental income is phenomenal. The commercial yes. aspect changed, changed a little bit for me because the numbers are so more, so much more attractive. And, uh, anyways, so I started doing stuff like retail shopping centers, uh, uh executive suites, uh, co-working space, industrial space. Um, you know, traditional office, uh, multifamily. So through this whole thing, uh, people started asking me, "How can I get invested in, in, get going into into real estate?" Because a key thing, you guys, anybody watching, uh, the key thing I noticed in the car business, and I did finance for a long time. I did over ten thousand deals between uh, the car business and the mortgage business most part for the most part that was super successful had one thing in common and that was they did real estate so I knew when I was young I, I was gonna do real estate to get ahead and a lot of people maybe they're not interested in real estate um I just wanted to be rich as a kid that's all I was like I just want to have money I, and then at some point I think when I was maybe like 20 I was like man I just don't want to be broke how do I get get to be where I'm just not broke. Does that make sense? Like I was yeah. like, God, this hundred-year, 1000 thousand dollar a year job is kind of, it's out there in the distance. But uh, anyways, um, I think through this process and I apologize, I'm kind of all over the place. That's my ADD <laughs> folks. But um, through this process, what I learned was once I started doing the real estate piece, um, I've, it, I, it just opened up so many more doors for me. I, I now own a franchise, our franchises, we have 50 smoothie franchises roughly across the country. Wow! Um, it allows you to do so much more stuff. It's still like real estate related, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have real uh, real estate location, but it's uh, also he- uh, health and fitness is one of my passions and real estate's my other one. So that's, uh, it's a healthy smoothie franchise is what it is. So it all ties together. Um, anyways, through this whole thing, what I was going to say is real estate has just allowed me, uh, the freedom and flexibility to do really whatever I want, uh, within reason. I'm not, uh, I've taken on some, uh, some other, um, well, new business and that's, Reiki, which is our real estate school, our education Mm. class. And I just as a, as a school and teach a lot about the real estate aspect of it and how people could just use, if you will, their credit and a little bit of money and they could retire at an early age. Anybody watching this yourself, you can real estate thing on the side and be done at 35. And I've seen people do it over and over again. Um, It just depends on what's your number, what's your exit. I was so anyways I'll tell you a couple things. So one thing is uh people started asking me how do I get started investing in real estate. And I would work with people and show them how to and I'd spend, you know, 3 days with them and give them a crash course basically. And what I what happened was they would leave my house, my office, whatever it was, and usually friends, so they'd leave my house and they they couldn't take action because what what was happening is they were drinking from a fire hose, and it was just too overwhelming. Mm. So what we what we ended up forming was a smaller community. But we call them team members, where some people had better strengths. Some people walked people through deals, how to how to um, flip a piece of real estate, how to wholesale it. So we assembled that over the last four years, and now we have a, a, a education platform and we're building the largest education platform for real estate that's ever been built. Um, in fact, we're on the same platform that Grant Cardone's on Tony Robbins, but ours is, uh, you know, Grant Cardone's got a real estate platform, but ours Mm -hmm. is so much more detailed because we do go into the commercial aspects of investing in real estate. We get into the mindset and what it takes to be an entrepreneur and the self doubt that happens in the, you know, neuroscience behind it. So it's important that you have the right mindset because you have to almost surround yourself with like-minded people because people that don't understand end up kind of, whether it's intentional or not, they end up putting it down because they don't want to see you fail. But sometimes I think deep down, they don't want to see you succeed as well, if that makes sense. Because if you succeed, it just, it's, uh, it just kind of negates all, all, it's better said like this. If you fail, it just justifies where they're at, right, and them mm. not succeeding. So, and I've noticed that, and you lose friends, you know, um, over the years, and then you just end up gravitating and generating friends that are more like-minded. If that makes sense, um, and then at some point, people stop. That no one's going to come to you with negativity because the one thing that happens through it is you gain confidence, and confidence. Uh, gets people to reevaluate their position. Mm. So if you, uh, if, if you have someone that's not, maybe not as successful or whatever, and you're successful, they're not going to challenge you. It just doesn't happen. Um, it will, it will, they'll definitely do it while you're trying to get it off the tarmac, uh, because they want to keep you down kind of. So just some mental mindset, uh, some thoughts there. Um, you just got to stay strong, and that's when I would pull from that wrestling, uh, you know, mentality, if you will. Like, hey, I was able to beat all these people, so why should I listen to any of these guys? I would have beat them at whatever anyway. So why would I take their advice, right? So kind of, kind of the thoughts there.
1: There we go, Sorry. man. Bringing it full circle. It could have been like a yeah. keynote, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: You know, I wish in school that uh, entrepreneurs actually came in and talked to people and gave uh, courses on how to succeed uh, financially. Uh, you know, you know how to put together the right type of business, what it takes from a mindset standpoint. You know, a sales standpoint, how you have to get people to reevaluate where they're coming from, uh, how to sell really, because that's what it's all about—you selling yourself. That's probably the number one thing because once you sell yourself, then you can believe it and then achieve it, right? You got to be able to see it. So there's so many key points that, after a while, um, your self doubt goes away. You may it may kind of be there, but it's not as loud. Does that Mm. make sense? Like hundred percent. Yeah.
1: And like, that's one of the main things that I'm trying to do with this podcast is really just provide a place for young people to get that education that they're not finding in the school system. Can can you talk a little bit about how you got that education? Because clearly you were talking about how you were getting all these sales trainings, you were learning about marketing, you were getting all these skills you needed to be successful. Like, where were you getting this information from?
0: So a lot of it just comes from, um, you got to find somebody. So what I did when I was younger is I found a mentor to get me started Mm -hmm. in real estate. And I actually found several and that helps me with real estate. You just, you keep bumping it up if you will. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you, you have to find, you really have to find someone that has what you want and do what they've done to get what they've got. Mm -hmm. Don't take advice from anybody else. And here's the, here's the thing. And I, you guys going to, uh, I'm not going to say who, but I meet with people from ASU that are deans of whatever. And they talk about some of the issues that are, they, people do not prep. They're, they're not teaching real life scenarios because Mm. the the educators don't necessarily know how. Yeah. So the thing is, is you got to find someone that's been there, done that. And that's the best education is actually on the job, like real hands-on training. That's going to get you guys so much further than sitting back, reading from a textbook. Get out and go do it, right? You want to learn how to flip houses, you know, go flip a house, whatever it might be. So you want to learn about marketing, start marketing, right? You're going to mess up a ton of shit, excuse me. You're going to mess up a ton of stuff to figure out how to do it right there's no other way to do it. It's not like if you played a a sport like soccer, it's not like you just were phenomenal at soccer. You had to practice. And that goes for all of it. If I had to say, and I say this to my kids all the time, um, and I, not all the time anymore, they already know it's embedded in them, (laughs) but there's no substitute for hard, for hard work. I would take, so here's the thing people would trip that I was a vice president of a bank without a college education. In fact yeah. the the president of the freaking bank was support- he's like what do you mean you don't have a college education? How do you get through the process? I outworked everybody. I mean I tried college, but anyways, the point being is there's no substitute for hard work. You guys could get so much further just out working the next person, and to think that your college degree is going to help you, anyways. I mean, just to be honest with you guys, sorry, I, I can't tell you how many people work for me that have college degrees. I mean, it's way smart chemists and stuff, people way smarter than me, but and they're great people. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the hustle and drive, you're not going to make what you're not going to make it where you want to go. I think college is great and getting you conditioned, right, to learn some, you know, kind of what it takes to be on your own, if you will. But if that's your, if that's it, and you're done, and you expect someone to give you this job that's gonna pay you X, maybe that happens. I don't, I, that wasn't my route, right? So I can only speak to what I know more for others. And again, like, some of you guys might be like, man, I don't want to work that hard. Once you plug in that you actually like it's and you like it. And a lot of people grow up, what are you gonna be? It changes all this. I just keep swearing. My stuff changes all the time. I'm constantly reinventing myself and what I do. And if I'm bored with something, I'm gonna do something else. Mm. That you know, the real estate piece, I buy, uh I buy different types of real estate and I always do real estate because it's fun. And it's, I get, a I get uh, to be super creative at it, get to do cool projects. And it's always good to see people like like what you're doing too and go and give you compliments to it. But also like the education piece, the smoothie piece, you know, seeing, creating jobs for people, if you will Um, you know, watching stuff grow watching businesses grow <laughs>
1: yeah so what were some of your strategies to find somebody in a place where they were doing something that you wanted to do and how did you approach that situation because a lot of people have people that they put up on this pedestal they don't know how to approach them they don't know how to initiate that contact or, or find some way to form a mutually beneficial connection because these people are like so far above them that they can't even fathom how they would want to work with them and teach them so how did you approach that situation and find people that would help you out and, and get you the place where you're looking to get
0: yeah so it wasn't like I was trying to be like a Klingon or anything but yeah. what I would do is I would ask these people for advice people want to uh people want to help and if you if you go to someone and you're sincere and you say, Hey look, I really appreciate and admire and respect who you are uh and your success and I'd love if you can help me uh you know or teach me some of the things that you've learned to make you successful and maybe ask them to meet with you once a week Uh, most people will do that i don't i'll tell you what every time someone approaches me with that i i'll I'll do it all day Hmm. because not a lot of people have the initiative and the foresight to to say okay this person has what i want so if i go and ask for it uh well one if what are what's the worst case they say no Yeah. Well. But the odds are, if that person's a good person and that person's an entrepreneur, they're going to eat that up, and they're going to want to show you other entrepreneurs. Other entrepreneurs want to see young entrepreneurs succeed, so they'll mm. help them. Um, it, it, it happens. It's not like other industries where people try to shove you down. Uh, it's entrepreneurship, yeah. And you see that, and you see that light in someone, you want to help nurture that. That's yeah. And if someone says no, call me. I don't care. You know <laughs> what I mean. Not, not. I don't. I don't think of myself as uh, this pinnacle of success or anything like that. I just, I just figure I've found a pretty good way to navigate through uh, this whole thing, and I've used real estate uh, as my vehicle, and I've been able to spin up other things like the smoothie brand, this now the school and other now seminars uh, to to help with that. We, I did websites years ago. We did that too. But anyway,s hmm. this is another. We'll do that in another podcast. (laughs) But but yeah, and once you get into kind of networking with entrepreneurs, you'll see that it just keeps growing and growing and growing. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, because like-minded people stay together. And oftentimes you'll hear it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I can tell you that's true too.
1: hundred percent, hundred percent. That's my main focus right now as an entrepreneur. It's not, it's not about the money. Like for me, I'm 20 years old. I'm in school. I don't need to be making six figures right now. Like that's not my focus. My focus is to connect with really cool people like yourself and other entrepreneurs that are doing really cool things so that I can learn from them and and figure out what I really am passionate about and what I really want to do. So I think that's a huge thing, especially for young people is like focus on building those connections that can that can provide value to you and the other person for your entire life, rather than trying to see, okay, how can I make the quickest buck right now? That's at least my two cents on that. <clears throat> so the next thing that I want to do really quick is dive more into the real estate yeah, side of things. because Yeah.
0: I, want, I also want to, touch, I want to touch on something real quick. Just yeah. the young viewers, like, cause you may look at someone, cause you asked me the question earlier. You may look at someone and that someone you may think like, oh, this person's successful because they do X because they have this Lamborghini or whatever yeah. it is. I always say you got to take a. Uh, what are they selling you? Like, take a take a look. You just take a step back and think. Like we have guys that say they do what I do that are in the same area, and I say area, I mean in the same cities that I'm in. Mm. How come I never see them? They just show off Lamborghinis and drive around and. <laughs> Act, act like they're really cool. I don't know. I think it's like, show, show us what you're doing. If you're teaching real estate, how about you teach real estate less about your Lamborghinis? Mm. To be honest with you, like, if you want to learn how to market Lamborghinis, well, then go learn how to market Lamborghinis. If you want to create uh, long-term wealth, real estate's the vehicle, right? Real estate is a is a is a always been and will continue to be the number one way that people become financially independent. You could say, mature, but just, I just think financially independent, like you create a residual income of X, mm. whatever that X is, whatever monthly income you want, you could create in a short period of time, uh, using other people's money, using the bank's money. I mean, we, uh, so let's think dive about into it this. like this. I'll just give well, here's a here's kind of a simple example. All right, I had an eye-opening moment when I was tw- that 23-year-old kid, and I bought. Well, maybe I was 24, excuse me. And I had a couple rentals, and I was I was doing finance, and this guy about 38, 39 came in, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you could tell it was the middle of the week. Him, wow, this guy's young and he's retired i said so you make 10 grand a month uh and you're retired like how, how did you create that he was like simple like when i was uh 23 i started investing in real estate I just started buying houses using the bank's money and i'd finance them and i put i paid them off early i got 10 of them and i i wouldn't touch the money i just worked my job I I don't remember where he worked. I could say Starbucks or something. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But nothing yeah, crazy. Basically, no, you don't have to do anything crazy. You have a job that you like and you want to become financially independent. You could do that through real estate passively by getting a mortgage on a house, right? Mm-hmm. And then think about this that person that's renting that house, think about it like this that person's basically an employee. That- yeah person goes to work every single day to pay for your asset but you don't have to tell them what to do just where to deposit the monthly check you don't have to deal with their drama late to work. let's take all the profit like monthly profits and pay down a mortgage at a time paid off and then he kept throwing it at it so he was able to pay these mortgages off I think it was like 13 years is what he ended up paying them off at. But in 13 years using the bank's money, he was able to retire. Wow. I mean, so it was 10 grand your number or is it more, the same model works just it's scalable, right? Mm -hmm. It's whatever number you want it to be. You just have to figure out how am I going to get there? Uh, And you could back into that. I mean, in minutes, here's another thing they don't teach you in school. They teach like you. You're planning your guys' courses more than you plan your future. Like, what financial I want? What financial goals am I going to set, and how am I going to achieve it? I don't mm. know why they don't teach that stuff. They can using real estate, and I don't know why we don't have real estate education classes in school. If it's the most, most, it's if it's the way most people become financially independent and millionaires. How come we're not teaching yeah. that? <laughs> I mean, it's a vehicle that here. It's not like people either buy or rent, and there's more renters out there. So you don't have to worry about ever finding tenants. That mm-hmm. always works, right? I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things. Now, I do a commercial, and we can get into a whole nother or if you want to build it on the side because you love, I don't know, uh, making sock puppets or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, whatever your passion is, if you want to do your passion, go do your passion and do this as a side. Yeah, um, and yeah, and again, you don't have to think as your whatever job as uh, a permanent like I have to do this the rest of my life. Because I heard you, you say like I need to figure out what I'm gonna do. Mm. Um, who cares? You could do that for two years and go. I'm gonna do something else. Hundred percent. Beautiful. That's and work. Keep that business up and r- going. And I've done that. You keep that business up and going because if it's creating money. Why get rid of it?
1: Yeah. Just
0: go do the <laughs> next thing. Why, so, why not? I, when I lost my, when I lost my uh, banking job, I swore I'd never have one source of income ever again. Mm. And I, I haven't. Because having, take, having that much money taken from you from like a corporate job or yeah. whatever, even if it was just all just my own doing, I'll never do it again. I never want one, one source of income ever.
1: And ninety nine, well, not ninety nine, but like at least eighty percent of people are out there with one source of income being their job, and not leaving in a second thought because that's what we're grown up to believe is normal: is to just have that one single stream of income, and if it's gone, it's gone, and then you're just kind of like, oh, I got to find something quick because I I have nothing to fall back on. Because there was this article on CNBC, I believe, like two days ago, that. 60% of Americans, if they got hit with a $1,000 uh, expense that they weren't expecting, they would go into debt. And, and I think that's just absurd. And it just shows how reluctant we are in on, like one single source of income and how we don't do things to prepare ourselves for uncertainty and for things that might happen that might throw us off of our status quo. So a- another thing that uh, that you hit on and, and a, lot, a, lot of our, a lot of our listeners might be thinking about is like, that's all well and great, get like 10 rental properties. But like, how much does that, does that actually cost? and how much money do you actually need to get started in real estate investing and to, to get a, a foot in the door in this space. So can you talk a little bit about how much it actually takes for like an initial investment?
0: That's a great question because I was just going to say, like where I would get started if I was young,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, would, I would look into some of these loans. So if, you, if you're just working, and let's just say a, a traditional job, I'm yeah. looking around here, I'm thinking, all right, let's say I bought a three-bedroom house, right? Sure. So how do I come up with a down? Well, you can yep. get a down payment for 3%, but you could also, this time of year, there's classes that you could go take in your city, and they're, they're basically gift, gift funds from different nonprofit agencies to give to people that are first-time homebuyers. So you go take a class, you could basically go in and get a house with zero down, but you have really? to invest the time. Yeah. So you got to, one, you got to have decent credit though, right? So sure. if you don't work on that. But uh, so let's just say you go through, you get one of these programs or you save enough money that you have a 3% down. Okay, mm-hmm. let's say you got that three-bedroom uh, property. Let's say you had $1, a $1,000 month payment, right? Yeah. Try to, rent that, try to rent each room out for 500 bucks, so your, your mortgage is basically paid for. It. Exactly. Then what I would do personally, I would try to do that same pro- program again. I'm not going to get the 3%. So maybe I have to save a little bit, but then mm-hmm. I rent that third room out for another 500. So now I'm positive cash flow of 500 bucks a month. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so, and I keep trying to grow it and as you grow it, your, your visions are going to grow. Uh, your, you know, your goals are going to grow basically.
1: Yeah. And it just compounds.
0: But, yeah. So, but that's where I would personally start. It's just, Hey, why not get
1: roommates to pay for your mortgage? 100%. Like if you're on a college campus, why not find like a four bedroom or a three bedroom, come up with that like 3%, you might have to like co-sign with a parent or something because your credit's probably not where it needs to be to get a mortgage from a bank, but if you're able to do that and get your roommates to like pay it off, pay off the mortgage, like that that seems like definitely the way to go and and there's there's so much opportunity for that and I've heard of a lot of people doing that at a very young age. At at, at
0: colleges, for example, see, that's, that's good. You brought it up because I do. now that you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, I had a friend that went to college. I just didn't go to college. So I don't have that story, but where they would take that three bedroom carpet into a a fourth bedroom. So maybe they're making a thousand bucks a month off that. yeah Right. You guys. So there's, there's, that's one of the ways that I would enter into, and it's a very simple. Uh, you're gonna. You have to pay anyway. So why not let someone else pay yeah, for you? Yeah, exactly. And you, get, and you get the appreciation. You get the equity of it. Um, and not that I, I. I don't like talking about equity on properties because I just look at cash flow. Mm. That's my number one thing. I. I have very little. I sit on very little debt, but it doesn't matter because your 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 equity is. Is all false, anyways. It depends on where the market is. What's reality is the cash flow. Hundred percent. That's what you want. We don't. It's not like you go, oh, I have you know a million dollars in equity this month, so I'm gonna be good. No, you look at like I have this much cash flow coming in. And that's, that's your oxygen. That's your life. Yeah. Oxygen, basically that's your, that's what keeps everything. If you can't tap into it, if you can't tap into it, it's just, it's, it's useless. It's useless. Right. And you don't want to start taking equity. You want to pay down your debt. Right. Exactly. What you want to do is you only want to buy assets that produce, uh, of residual income. You don't want to buy liabilities. They don't teach this. Maybe they do. Actually, this seems like it's something they would teach. You don't want to buy the Lamborghini. That's a depreciating asset that doesn't produce anything for you.
1: You You would hope they teach that in school, but they really don't.
0: (laughs) Really? Well, this is why we started the, the real estate knowledge Institute. I mean, it's going to grow. We're excited about it because we have phenomenal educators that keep coming online that are better. Like I'm, I'm good at my specific stuff, but other people are experts at what they do. And so Mm -hmm. we keep bringing on these experts and they're all entrepreneurs. So we have over 200 uh, course hours currently that we, uh, and we're growing that. Right. So we've been, we've been refilming all of this for the last 60 days. We have probably have another 30 days left. And, uh, we're doing that out of Las Vegas, uh, at Lightspeed VT and it's been phenomenal. And again, that's what Grant Cardone's on and Tony Robbins mm-hmm. and all these guys. So I actually have a nine thirty, and I'm here and that's who keeps calling us are these people. So, um, I do, I, I appreciate you having me on. I do need to, uh. To wrap it up
1: though. Absolutely. No worries at all, man. Um, could you give our listeners just a, a place to follow up with you and find out more about what you are up to if they do want to find out more about John Troutman?
0: Yeah. So, uh, if you want to, uh, if you want to find out more, uh, realestateki.com is our, our, is our school. And then I'm on Instagram at uh, John underscore Troutman. Um, and it's T-R-A-U-T-M-A-N But, uh, yeah, if you guys have any questions, you can hit me up on there. Uh, You know, I I have Facebook, but I don't check it. Does anybody check Facebook anymore? I
1: don't think so. I don't think so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it feels, it feels, hey, see, I I said something, my kids would be proud of me right now. I said something relevant about social media. Anyways, (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah, hit me up on that. I post my projects. I do, we do some videos. We try to make things light and fun. I was more one of those uh, school, uh, I was maybe the funny guy a little bit. Maybe I was a little bit of a jerk, too. I don't know. But but for good reason. But for good reason when I needed to. But um, I try to make these videos kind of funny. Um, It doesn't need, you don't need to be all serious to make money. You could have fun doing it. And uh, I've always had fun doing it. Even when I work hard, I try to keep it light. No one wants to be around someone that's so serious all the time that you can't just have a little bit of fun.
1: hundred percent, man. Words of wisdom.
0: If I was was to give you guys uh, things that I say all the time, it's these things. Uh, uh, Outwork the next person. These are my things for success. Look around, be the hardest worker in the room, right? 100%.
1: 100%. You're the
0: hardest worker in the room. There's no substitute. People cannot do that. You're going to do those two things. I promise you, you're, you're 95% better than most other people. The other thing is kind of maybe like if you're, if you're not getting where you want, maybe sacrifice would be the third thing. You have to sacrifice mm. stuff. That Friday night, instead of going clubbing or going to a party, maybe and you have some stuff you need to get done, stay and get that stuff done. Yeah. Sacrifice this stuff will pay off. It's, it's all part of it. So just anyways, those three things, I promise if you follow them, if you follow them, you will succeed.
1: Every hundred percent, hundred percent. Words of wisdom, John, you've been dropping value bombs on our listeners this entire time. I thank you very much for your time and man, just, um, yeah, that's, that's all I got for you, man. Hey,
0: hey, 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 I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I really do. And
1: thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely, man. All right. Take care. Take care. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Young Smart Money. Again, if you guys did enjoy the show, do remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really does help us get in front of more people with the show. It helps you hear from even more amazing guests. It just makes the world go round when you do smash that five-star in iTunes, and if you guys want me to shout you out in my Instagram story, I am always up for that. So if you send a screenshot of your review to Apple Crater Official on Instagram, shoot me a DM of that or just tag me in it. Would love to repost it on my short story and give y'all a shout out there. Otherwise, I hope you guys do have a wonderful day, whether you're out walking the dog, whether you are at the gym, whatever you are up to on this fine day. I hope it is a splendid one, and I will see you in the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Real quick, just launched a new project called the Online Course Examiner, basically the Yelp of online courses. It is blowing up lately, onlinecourseexaminer.com. Check it out.